You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, look at this. No wasting time. Let's go. Coming up, July, uh-huh. July the 8th, it is the Calgary Stampede Parade. And we have somehow, I believe the word is finagled, hmm? a spot along the parade route. Oh. And we'll be able to set up some chairs, have some coffee, some uh, some pastries, some nibblies, as uh, my grandmother would have said. Oh. Uh, so what we've got is a spot for four people, you and three guests We'll be set up right along Stampede Route. You don't need to bring chairs. You don't need to bring anything. Just come on down, and uh, it'll be all so, it's the best thing going. Because mm. you do have to kind of you gotta get a spot. It's very mm-hmm. popular. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so four, and we're going to get you to text in, 960-960. Okay. And again, I feel like I need to tell you not to answer. Me? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably fair. Because I'm going to ask the question, but it's not to you. So don't answer. It's to the, that, yeah. Because that has happened before. No. Maybe. The one thing he does not have is the best single season in terms of points. So here it is. This is this is the classic. Yep. And it's not, in fairness, not you. No, it's not. No. This is my uh, my old friend Brent Cron. Yes. He has finished with second, third, fourth, fifth, and seventh, but does not own the best offensive season points-wise, in Washington Capitals history. The question is, who does? Adam Oates. Shut your mouth. It's not for you, (laughs) you dummy. Oh. Go Uh, sit outside. You were looking at me. Get your car. (laughs) Get out of here. Get. (laughs) Take your can out. No, I potentially overreacted. Mm, I don't know. But it was the enthusiasm with which he answered and the... Just the complete, just no, obs- no observation at, at all of what was happening. No, not not at all. Just a the fun question, question. is, who does? Adam Oates. Like, just, bang. Right out of the gate. You have the tone that he was uh, being a little bit of a... Yeah, that wasn't... A goober that day. That wasn't a bit the of a first run-in that we would have had that day. Still, it's kind of... Shut your mouth. That's not nice. No. I don't like that. But you did tell him to go outside, which is always a, a nice Go sit little, outside! You were yeah. looking at me! You were looking at me. And he was the only other guy in the room. Yeah, that would make sense then that you were looking at him. So again, now back to me? Re- real time. Uh-huh. Please do, that's not the, I'm just playing the clip. People are now texting in Adam Oates. Please the keep answer, texting Adam Oates. No, Please not, continue to do that. That's fine. So now, the question is this. Earlier in the show, we were talking about the latest inductees into the Hockey Hall of Fame. There's twin brothers that are going in. They're named Henrik and Daniel. Yeah. They're the Sedins. I don't want to say anything else until I, I give it away. But you're close, right? Like you're, you're wanting I want to, to. Yeah, you're wanting to chime yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the question is. They're Swedish. Yeah, yeah, shush. Go sit outside. No. Well, you had it in the uh, in the Maddie Rose report. Oh, that Henrik and Daniel, of course, both selected by the Vancouver Canucks. Where were they selected? Picks number 
It's in your report. Two and th- oh, I'm allowed yeah, to yeah, answer now. Yeah, two yeah, and three. They yeah, were picked yeah, yeah, at yeah. number two and three, respectively. So now the question is okay. who went first overall that year oh. before Daniel and Henrik were selected? Text in at 96960. We'll pick one of the correct answers. And uh, one he's going to be the winner. He'll be headed to the parade on the 8th with seating and uh, and goodies already taken care of. Oh, I know who it is. Oh, yeah. Hey? Yeah. Can you find his legendary goal? That actually isn't his goal. It's because our friend is uh, doing the, the broadcast on the, on that particular night. One of the great greatest goal calls ever. We'll get that going. Uh, Adnan and Vert going to join us in a little bit. I saw this morning... There's two things I was going to bring up. Uh, I see that Coors Light uh-huh. have uh, they're celebrating this Colorado Avalanche victory. Good for them, because Coors, yeah, Coors Field's big in, the, in you know Colorado. They're using the what the mountain water and all that sort of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except Coors Light is going to be releasing a, a just a kind of a batch of Coors Light special that is, Coors that Light. is made. Uh-huh. With the shavings what? from the championship ice at Ball Arena. Oh. Gross. That's disgusting. Right? That's disgusting. Don't need that, Coors Light. That's... How much the... do I have to pay for the, the, the mountain spring water thing that you show in the commercials? Yeah, Mount, yeah. Mountains turn blue, that whole thing. I don't need... They still do that? Ice that's been gobbed on by... Yeah, you ever been down at ice Bo level and Byram. how much... Hmm... One thing that you might notice from NHL players is they'll they'll grab the water bottles, the big G green water bottles. They'll yeah, spray yeah, a ton yeah. of water in their mouth. They'll just spit it all right on the ice. Yeah, because you gotta get the sweat out of your mouth. So you're literally taking the backwash of Stanley Cup champions that has been frozen, shaven, filtered, put in beer, and then sold to you as a hack gift. It feels like a lot of extra work. Yeah. For something that you're still kind of not sure if you really, really want. you That feels like a diehard avalanche type of thing. Yeah. Like to do that, you also have to be the individual that's like, hey, look at all these avalanche collectibles I have. This is the mouth guard from so-and-so. And It's funny you mentioned, I actually have, I don't know why, it was, you know what it was? It was when eBay started. And I thought, <laughs> e- this is fantastic. I can just go on, look at all the weird stuff you can buy. When it and started. I can, I can put bids on it. This was a long time ago. Uh, I just wanted, you know what it was? I just want, it was like being at an auction. I love auction sales. It's like auction sales right in my house. I don't have to even get out of my garage. No, you can do it. You're fantastic. And I have mm-hmm. a plastic puck. And inside of this plastic puck is water that was actually the ice from the McNichol Sports Arena from whatever cup win, their first cup win. Sure. Been. That's kind of cool. Is it? Maybe. It's cooler than putting it in beer. Because I look at it and I think, I, am I keeping this? Am I throwing it out? I don't really want it. it I'm not a Colorado Avalanche fan, but I, I was an eBay fan. So definitely, if, if I can get this for 4 bucks plus $19 shipping. <laughs> oh my God, this is great. What a deal. <laughs> An idiot. <laughs> anyway. 20 bucks on shipping. Yeah, really good. Nice. Uh, so we have plenty of uh, correct answers that have been texted in. Mm-hmm. Rather than me... Spoil it. Uh-huh. Do you want to uh, give us a list? 
Bergeron fans on a pass. Stefan steals and he'll ice it. Oh, at least I thought he was going to until he blew it. That's unbelievable. Here come the Oilers the other way. And Hemsky's loose. Hemsky, he scored. Can you believe what we just saw? Awesome. Lou. Man. What a call. What a call. Patrick Stefan picked first overall in front of the Sedins. Was playing, he was drafted by Atlanta, but there he is playing for the Dallas Stars, and he has a wide-open net. We've all seen it. He's in the blue paint. He's in the blue paint and, and flubs it, and the Oilers come back down and, and score. As you heard, Hemsky puts it into the, into the net, I believe beating Marty Turco, and the Stars do win that thing an extra time, but still crazy. Now, do, is that where the clip ends, or do we have, because Ray Ferraro just crushes Stefan. Stefan steals, and he'll ice it. Oh, at least I thought he was going to until he blew it. ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Patrick Steffen, you should be embarrassed for what you just did. That does not belong in the National Hockey League. And then the puck is turned over. Stoll gets the puck up and shockingly it's Ryan Smith. Alex Hemsky makes a remarkable move and the Oilers somehow are going to send this game to overtime. So good. (laughs) I love Ray Ferraro. I... No disrespect to anybody. He is my favorite. I think he's the best at, at color commentary because he's he's honest. You never feel like he's doing anything for effect. That's exactly how he felt at that moment. <laughs> Every time, uh, I was thinking about this yesterday because Gary Galley was on Merrick's show, and I love listening to Gary do color as well because they're kind of similar in the sense when you listen to them, you feel like they are a fan of whatever team a play has just happened to. Like, he will just rip guys for making egregious mistakes. He will be so complimentary when guys are playing out of their mind. And it doesn't matter which team it is. Like, he always feels like he's just so invested in the game. And it's something that you can't fake. It's it's real and it's <laughs> genuine. And that is just... That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Patrick Steffen, you should be embarrassed for what you just did. That does not belong in the National Hockey League. Uh, that's a good clip. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. That's, you should that's be a good embarrassed. Drop. Yeah. That does not belong in the National Hockey The old three-banger. Yeah. I was in the barn that night in Edmonton. Really? I was, yeah. So you can hear the old... Uh... It, was, it was not a great year. For the Oilers that year, but yeah, that was uh, that was the one of the highlights. But they played sure. the old music. Oh yeah, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Patrick Steffen, you should be embarrassed for what you just did. That does not belong in the National Hockey League. That's and right. then the puck. And then the puck. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, great play by uh, by uh, by Hamsky. Smith um, and who else but Smith at the end. We will uh, now a bunch of correct answers. Yes, the first overall pick was Patrick Steffen. We'll uh, I'll get into the commercial break here. We'll get one for you in front of Adnan Verk. We will do that. Um, we were earlier talking about, and we've kind of I don't know how we got into. We were talking about guys making a lot of money for doing nothing. 
Um, there's this well, show. We were talking about Rick DiPietro. And then there was Rick DiPietro who had the 16-year, $1.5 million per season buyout that he's just every year. Here's For six an, more years. Here's another 1.5. Here's another 1.5. Hasn't then, played in probably a decade. We then talked about off-air, about Vinny LeCavalier. I guess because we were talking about... Um, the defenseman in Florida that's got bought out. Keith Yandel. Keith Yandel. And Frank Saravalli mentioned that they've got a big cap hit coming up against it because he's got a $5.7 million cap hit against the Florida Panthers yeah. this season to not play. So the buyout's awesome when you're a player. And then oh, yeah. if you can then get another another job, it's oh. not like you have to give up that buyout money. It's all yours. Like James Neal. He was just cooking it up in the AHL Springfield, still getting paid uh, nine hundred grand from the Edmonton Oilers just to score goals in the AHL final. Because I, th- I seem to think that Vinny LeCavalier did that at least a couple times. Leaves Tampa, goes to Philly, gets paid. Philly buys him out, goes to L.A., gets paid again. It's just ka-dink, 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 just Yeah. It's a great it's great work by the agent. He had like six years, I think, where he was getting paid by two teams. Vinny LeCavalier. Yeah. Now, and I referenced earlier, and I, I'm sure you probably know the Bobby Bonilla. The Bobby Bonilla contract, I've got it for you, Kay. is the greatest ever. Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla, baseball player, signs with the New York Mets. Okay. Uh, the original deal, a five-year contract. This is 1991. Okay. Five years, $29 million. 1991. All right. Okay. That so seems pretty reasonable. Yeah, 29 He's a good million. player at this point? Stud, yeah. Sure. Or at okay. least at the tail end of being a star. Great. Spent the first three and a half seasons of that contract with New York, traded away, Won a World Series with the Marlins in 97, and then came back to the Mets, because Florida, what they would do is win championships and then just sell everybody. They released Bobby Bonilla in January of 2000, mm-hmm. but were still on the hook for his $5.9 million salary that year. Believing they were poised to make a significant profit through their investments, Bernie Madoff, of course, remember, uh, you learn later that a uh, bit of a crook. Oh. Anyway... Mets ownership decided, rather than pay this out, we're just going to defer it. A little bit of interest on top, but we're going to defer this. Sure. So what it ends up being is Bobby Bonilla is making $1.19 million every July 1st. Uh It started in 2011 and will continue to 2035. Oh, Every July 1st until 2035, he gets $1.19 million. So that's Friday. Bobby Bonilla Day, also known as Canada Day. (laughs) Isn't that crazy? 25 years. And that's to pay out the final year of a contract that was worth about $5 million. So it was this Madoff, the Madoff Ponzi scheme, and it kind of... The five point nine million because they had to tie it up. It actually became more like twenty nine million dollars because of interest. Yeah, you and know, you had and, and they didn't pay it at the start. There they deferred all yeah, the way you to twenty eleven. You, you get involved with a crook and you give him some money and then you got to okay, it's tricky. That is wow. Good yeah. for Bobby. First off, because he's got to be still enjoying that money. Yeah. Um, good for crooks. You always like to see a crook. You know, yeah. do crook stuff. That's always nice. There was talk that they were going to do like a 25. celebration. The Mets just in good fun would do a, th- a thing every July 1st, like a celebration. But I think Bobby they, Bonilla Day. I think they decided against it. Yeah. The owner's like, the, the, 
We probably don't need to throw any more money into this, guys. This feels like something that me personally, I don't I don't feel like we need to put more money into this. Yeah, so good. As someone who's on the hook for twenty million dollars. It'll be seventy two when the last payment is done in twenty thirty five. Now I'm here to tell you, you can make some bad decisions in life. But one point one nine million guaranteed every year till you're seventy two, you could probably get yourself out of a lot a lot of jams. Honestly, uh, money doesn't buy happiness, but I'm happiest when I can buy what I like. Yeah, and, I'm. Uh, that certainly fits the that's bill. That's the biggest load of crap that anyone will ever sell you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, money isn't everything. Yes, it is. Liar. It's absolutely. You are. Uh, money all. can't buy happiness. You have no idea. Are you an idiot? How much money do you? Are you have? crazy? Only people with money tell you that money doesn't buy happiness. <laughs> Speaking of money, Adnan Verk, he's just hauling it in from everywhere. MLB Network, NHL Network, you name it. Just. Why wouldn't he? Twice, every every two weeks, just money being pumped into that checking account. He doesn't even know where, I don't even, he doesn't even know where it's coming from, but just, whoa, there's a lot in checking, babe. Whoa. I can't believe it. Babe, another one. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's really good. It's Friday, two of them today. Adnan Burke and our uh, winner of the Calgary Stampede Parade seats when we come back. Sportsnet 960, the fan. This program is brought to you by Sundry Golf Club unforgettable countryside golf that's only a short drive from the city enjoy 18 holes of tranquil golf nestled in central alberta 12 game packs are available starting at 6.99 per person or check out stay and play packages starting at 189 per person double occupancy i like the way you did that get out of the city and onto the green experience sundry golf club Book tea times now at sundrygolfclub.com. That's sundrygolf.com. That's I'm, my golf read. I might type out like my swing thought for golf and get you to recite it, and then I'll just play it in loop in my headphones while I golf, and I'm sure my game will get better. What? So what would that be like? You know, simple stuff. Head down. You know, you, you want to make sure that you're... Uh, Hopefully it's more than this. The middle of your okay. chest yeah. is right above the ball, yeah. not moving. All right. A little bit of a, a pause in the backswing mm-hmm. allows for the tempo. And make sure you bring that club all the way through. Bring it all the way don't, through. Don't half-ass that follow-through. Okay, I can. Well, I've got some time. Uh, congrats to Chris Fancher. Chris, one of the many people who had the correct answer, it was Patrick Steffen, as we uh, elaborated and determined uh, prior to the break. Hey, Chris, congrats. You got the seats for the Calgary Stampede Parade coming up on the 8th. Someone will be in touch with you within a matter of days. Don't panic. If you haven't heard by tomorrow at this time, just mm. uh, you'll be taken care of. Watch the little, the, the big dudes in the little Shriner cars. Meep, meep. Driving around. Yep. Um, Kevin be, Costner. Be politically correct. Whatever you, I think little dudes you can get away with. Watch your mouth. That- uh, our next guest, he's our MLB insider. He's Adnan Verk. Mr. Verk, do you love parades? Say that again, Boomer. Do you enjoy a good parade? Yeah, that's what I thought you said. I'm like, who the hell wants a good parade? Come on, what are you, nuts? No, we a got parade. Uh, the, I, have, the... I have a parade of children in my home, as you know. You've got three <laughs> kids. I've got four kids. I've got a daily parade. I don't want parades. Yeah. I hear a parade, and I get a little bit ill. They go, oh, there's a big Canada Day parade, a 4th of July parade. No more parades. 
What are you celebrating? Just celebrate yourself in the company of your own home. I don't need a giant parade. I don't need pomp and circumstance. No more parades. We're done. You know what? I was going to try and sell you on the fact that the Calgary Stampede Parade is a good one, but I'm, I don't think I'm going to win that one. I'm just going to uh, lay down my sword. Verk one, boom, nothing. <laughs> That's pretty good. Let me, let me regale you with stories of this wonderful parade I once went to. No one says that. Yeah. The parade was a disaster. It was a stampede. People are smelling. There's bad B.O., burping, farting, slapping. This is just nonsense. Disgusting. Is it possible that you've had a bad parade experience that has gotten you to this point? Because I don't know that all of them include sweaty people, stink, and uh, farts. It's a fair point. The last time I was at a parade of some size was the Raptors Championship Parade oh. uh, when a four-letter streaming network sent me there. And uh, at first, it sounds amazing. Oh, my God, look at the sea of red and some purple for the old-school Raptors fans. Yeah. Look at them all together, combined, joining forces. And then I thought to myself, God, what a horrible place to be. Like, I had to just stay in the periphery. And thankfully, as elitist media, we were, like, on the second floor of Nathan Phillips Square. So that's where the cameras were, and you could shoot down on this massive throng of people. But I looked at it, and I said, that's just a giant mosh pit. You might as well have Pantera playing, right? Next level, all of a sudden Metallica shows up until it sleeps. I couldn't, I kept, all I kept thinking about, I had recurring nightmares. Imagine being the guy dead middle in that mosh pit. Like, when I go to a movie theater, I like to be dead middle. I want to be right in the middle. I get the best oral experience, A-U-R-A-L, and visual experience. When I look down at that pot, I go, imagine that guy who has to go to the can. Like, I, you're supposed to urinate once every hour, I believe, doctors say. Maybe once every two hours. That guy's going to hold his bladder for at least eight hours. I can't imagine. But by the way, he's going to hold something else, too. Imagine he has to do a number two. What a horrible experience. See, I, I'm with you on that. I, I remember the, the first one that kind of hit me was when the Chicago Blackhawks won their cup, the first one. And it was Kane and Taves, and you saw the city, and, and the streets were just jammed. I don't, I, what are you, you got to be some kind of fan to be standing <laughs> in, a, in a group of thousands. Like the Stampede Parade, you bring out a lawn chair, you sit down, they're throwing candy at you, it's fantastic. That I don't sure. understand. To see somebody wheel by you in a double-decker bus in six seconds, and then say, well, that was worth the nine hours of work to get here, wait, and then get out of here. I don't get it. You're dead on. When the Eagles won the Super Bowl, I was still living in Connecticut at the time, and my wife said to me, are you going to go to the parade? I said, what? She goes, the Eagles finally won a Super Bowl. Aren't you going to go to the parade? I said, why on earth would I do that? It's a bunch of drunk morons just screaming epithets at each other. I'm like, that, that is no place for Adnan Burke to be found. I, I'm with you. If, if there's a lawn chair involved and some candy, I lo- that's my kind of parade. But the yeah. other kind of parade's just way too obnoxious. What about a boat parade? Well, I do kind of like the water. So the boat parade, I might get. You know what? That's kind of open air. So there's no claustrophobia mm-hmm. issue. A boat parade, I might get behind. Although, again, I, I, I just have this image of all the boats kind of colliding together. Like, they're all trying to get off the dock at the same time. There's, like, you know, it's just stormy waters. Oh, God, get off the boat. Then that, 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 that I'd be panic-stricken. Then it's a disaster. So be listening tomorrow for another chance to win our current contest of <laughs> seats along the parade route oh, for the Calgary wow. Stampede. Uh, Still got more of those, eh? Great. No one hypes yeah. up a prize like us here on uh, 960 <laughs> uh what the heck i was oh now i saw no, listen, enough, uh, enough enough filler bus uh, peter klein has announced that you are leaving peter klein had to break the news to me on twitter that you're leaving is this the last shift is this the last week you have two weeks what's going on here give me the details this is uh this is it buddy 
This is it. This is I, I was your last guess. This is incredible. Oh, my God. Yes. No. I just won the lottery. I just won the lead ticket of no, the parade s- route. No, settle so down. Hang on. I'm, I'm here till Thursday, but I'm, I guess what I mean is oh. for, for you and I. Okay. This is our last okay, go-round. Okay, okay. Oh, my God. For a second, boom, I thought I was going to be like uh, Bette Midler singing to Johnny Carson. <laughs> like, I get to serenade you. That's I'm right. the final test of the Tonight Show. Be amazing. <laughs> Which, by the way, was so brilliantly done in our boy Larry Sanders' show with Gary Shandling. He had Clint Black singing to him because they wanted to mimic Bet singing to Johnny, and Bruno Kirby is watching in the green room and says, a man singing to another man. How sick is that? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Clint Black. I mean, which which was not necessarily that fringe at the time because he was kind of popular, but you look back, it's like, Clint Black? Is that the best you could do? <laughs> you got to look it up. It's so funny. Bruno Kirby yeah. with an unbelievable line. But listen, buddy, you know how much I love you. I respect you. I appreciate you. I think you do a phenomenal job, and I'll explain why. Because you have this great, casual, nonchalant nature about you, which I wish I had. It is, it is the diametrically opposed to my intensity and fever pitch. But what people don't realize is that those in your position, you have to be a certain way, which is to say that casual indifference, which you come across with, people might think, oh, he's just, it's so easy. He just goes to the radio and talks. But that's something that is nurtured. That's something that is cultured. And that's something that only a true pro can do. The fact that you're never hurried, the fact that you let the situation come to you, your natural humor comes out. And perhaps the most thing I'm gracious for is you allow your guests to shine. I would come on this program once a week and you would team me up in whatever direction we'd go in. We'd just be silliness and frivolity. And we'd just sound like a couple of friends cutting it up. And that's a pure tribute to you. We have never met. We live thousands of miles away. And yet we forged a friendship over a radio program. And it's because of, like I said, shared interests and mutual intelligence. And I think humor. And most of all, I just respect the hell out of you, man. I, I think it, doing a radio show is one of the hardest things in the business to do. And thankfully, I've had a little taste of it all. Play-by-play, studio, radio is so difficult, particularly in Calgary. A one-town team, you're talking the Flames 365. I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you've done it for so many years. But I've seen the outpouring of emotion and affection on social media. And I know you are not the kind of guy to like it. I loved Will Nolte's tweet. He said, Boomer's the kind of guy just wants to slide out the back door, have a nice day. You do not like this stuff. But I hope you appreciate the affection that is well-earned and coming to you because you're a pro's pro. You're going to be a star wherever you go, and I'm going to miss you. Well, it's very nice of you to say, buddy. Um, the the, the laid-back nature, some would just say, uh, it just complete indifference or lack of, lack of caring. <laughs> But uh, but no, I, I mean, it's it's one of the things that y- y- you ultimately learn. And I've listened to a lot of radio and that over the years. And it wasn't until I started hosting. And the one show that I would listen to, and it was always on XM, and it was kind of shock jock, was Opie and Anthony. And Anthony was hilarious. Yeah. And Jim Norton and all of that. And Opie was the host and was never really that funny. It's like, Opie's not that funny. And it wasn't until I started doing this, when you are trying to corral everybody and put them in positions, it's like, okay, I get it now. He's, he's a, there's a big part of why those guys are funny is because he is kind of shaping the show and putting it on a tee for them a little bit, letting things breathe, staying out of the way. So it, it, I, I've, I've, I, don't, I have no discernible talents whatsoever beyond this, so I don't know what I'm doing, but um, that's very nice of you to say. And I've always... Uh, always I, there's a lot of the guests I've never met, but yet I feel like we have a really close kinship just because of the time we've spent on the radio, and you're one of them. I think people would probably be surprised to know that we've never met. 
Probably. I would think. I mean, especially, yeah, probably. <laughs> you guys must have hung out at one time. You guys go way back. No, we've never met. And yet that connection comes across. And by the way, not to be a pure Pollyanna about it, but that is part of the greatness of radio. In this world in which we live, in which you assume everything is about television and streaming, that's one thing radio does better than anything. That personal connection you can have not only with your guests but your listeners, it's something special. It really is. In today's age, you can't really find that because there's so much other stuff on. If you're watching television, you're streaming, you're just overloaded. You're bombarded by options. But everyone that has listened to you goes, oh, yeah, Boomer, that's my friend. I know about him. I know about his friends. I know about his family. I know his style. He's a part of my family, and I'm not going to lie to you. There's going to be some mourning this week. It's going to be a really an emotional departure for everybody else. Not for you. You're going to be fine. You're going to, I mean, you're taking, uh, I'm sure you're taking some stuff out the back <laughs> on the way home. You know, I mean, a couple of staplers, some yeah. office paper. Sure, it's been fun, guys. See ya. But for everybody else, it's, it's going to be emotional. And, but I'll tell you this. And there's no better feeling when you're leaving because that, that, that hat tip that you're taking, I mean, that standing ovation, you can't top it. I just met Bill Pito, who you know. He worked at ESPN from 93 to 2008. I worked at ESPN 2010 to 2019. Billy now works for MSG. He covers the Knicks and the Rangers. We finally met for the first time. He is doing some freelance work for MLB and NHL Network. And I said to him, what the hell are you doing here? Like, why are you here? You have a job. This is your offseason. But I get it. He's a little older than us. He's 57. Kids are out of the house. Like, okay, I get it. You're bored. Why don't I just come here, hang out, see caucus, New Jersey, et cetera. But while we were talking, I said to him, you know, what is it about the business that you most enjoy? And he said, ultimately, it's the friendships, it's the relationships, and it's the laughs. And that's the biggest thing that you've had in your career, the friendships, the relationships, and the laughs. If you don't have that, I mean, what are we doing? And that's why you and I both have a mutual love of the Dan Levitard show. Those guys get it. And I feel like in another universe, you and I would be the version of the Dan Levitard show we'd be doing in Canada. Yeah, it's uh... If um, my whole thing always was, and it was kind of a, it wasn't so much that it was un, unspoken or whatever, but when years ago when Rhett was in on a full time basis and Pinder, the, the thing was if, if we don't care, if it doesn't make us laugh, if it's not fun, if we don't want to do it, we're not doing it. Because we're, we're not going to do it. I've had to break in a few producers that way. It's like, well, what should we get? Should we get somebody from this or get somebody from that? It's like, yeah, a sports show would absolutely do that. Uh, but that's kind of not what we do. We, there's got to be some kind of angle. And it, it took a while for people to come around. It was a lot of the talk sports, shut up, why are you doing this variety show BS kind of thing. But I think over time people come to, came to appreciate that we don't need to take it, uh, take it that seriously. So, um, well, that's why I think you'd be hysterical if you'd ever worked at ESPN because exactly what you're describing, it was so formulaic. And I love the people there, but they would tell you, hey, coming at a break, uh, tease ahead 15 minutes from now we're going to be talking about blah 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 go right into the topic do hard-hitting sports for seven to eight minutes and if you want to goof around do it for one minute one or two minutes before you go to break that's the what do you like in your pizza conversation yeah. and i'd listen to you and go we're not doing any of that stuff like no <laughs> that is so ridiculous to follow that formula why don't we just have fun and see where the day takes us and i'm telling you it's a recipe for success and props to you for figuring it out and again I think that's important what you just noted. For anybody listening in the business, you do have to have a certain amount of confidence that what you're doing is the right way to do it. Because I am sure you are right. People say, Boomer, enough of the goofy stuff. Ah, let's get right down to the nitty-gritty. Six defensemen on the flames. Let's talk Noah Hannafin. And you said, no, I'm going to do me. We're screwing around. If you don't like it, beat it. You have to have a little bit of that in a very nice way, of course. Well, that's very nice of you to say, buddy. I appreciate that. I, uh, the one thing that uh, that I got yesterday, and I, it was truly overwhelming, and I, I don't know that I want to get into it too much because it's, uh, it's kind of an emotional thing, but uh, a number of people reached out who are broadcast veterans who I have so much respect for. 
Uh, one was Al Morganti, who last week was inducted. Nice. As, he's out in your neck of the woods into the Hockey Hall of Fame. He's yeah. been doing it forever. And uh, he yeah. said the message like, boys, good on you for getting, uh, you know, getting away from doing the early wake-ups. 3 a.m.s are, are tough. I've been doing it since 1997. It's like, oh, well, I'm not going to be complaining to you then about having to do this for, for 11 years of doing it. I'll, uh, I'll just let that, uh, let that slide. But it's, it, I, I love it. It, it. For you to say it's, it's easy to walk out, it's, it's kind of the opposite. I don't know what I'm doing, and I, I love this dumb show, and that people have kind of made it a part of what they do is still kind of amazing to me. But um, that's what I mean, man. It's a ritual. They're going to go, what am I supposed to do without Boomer? I'm not used to this. It's, it's, I'm telling you, people are going to be a morning. Morganti, absolute stud, by the way. Great on the yeah. flyers. And it goes back to our essential point. When you go in this business, what are you looking for? Fame and fortune. When you don't get that, what are you looking for? The encouragement and the respect of your peers. That's the best. There's nothing better than somebody who you respect on. Hey, man, between us, I think you're pretty good. And when Bill Pito saw me Sunday, I said, man, you worked at ESPN for 15 years. You were there when the show was on probably in the 90s. He goes, hey, man, I think you're pretty good. And bottom line is people that know, people in the business are going to go, hey, Boomer, I think you're pretty good. And that means more than anything. Well, this is quite a – this is a lot. We gotta, we'll, we'll move on here. But I, you know what? And to flip it back one more time, we, we've talked on the phone, and you have had great success. You're extremely talented, and we've talked about how versatile you are, radio, television, you name it. You make it look so easy when it's absolutely not. But at the bottom of it, you've also been handed a, a crappy deal a couple of times, a few times, but good people win in the end, and you're one of the best. And I'm so happy that you, you continue to, you're not, you don't change because of it. it. It hasn't made you jaded. You haven't become angry, even though there's been some, you've taken some knocks, and you continue to be yeah. just over just over the top positive and fun and energetic and and that's what it's all about and i i keep carrying that and i i'm, I'm proud of you for how far you've gone because it's uh, it's a lot about your talent but it's also about your your spirit no it's so kind of you to say man when, when whatever happened at Eastman when they got ready to be i remember you reached out to me i'll never forget you and pat steinberg and will be like hey man i remember you're like bro i don't understand it i remember exactly <laughs> Sounds kind of petty to me, but, but whatever. Like, just you hang in there. You're great. You're going to be fine. Hopefully, we'll get you back here soon. And, of course, I was excommunicated from 960 for a while, but you and the fellas did your best efforts to get me back, which was great. And uh, even the WWE stuff. Listen, a little secret between us. I always listen to the call until they hang up on me. So last week, I, I have to listen to Matt Rose extolling my virtues and saying, man, I always love Adnan. He's great. I wish he'd been longer at WWE. And then you said, yeah, Vince is a tough guy to work with. I'm sure there's more to that than we realize. Like, you, you're always the smartest guy when it comes to analyzing my career. There is much more to that than one would realize. But you're right, man. you got to just take the shots, and tough times don't last. Tough people do. And I've been so grateful, man. Seriously, the chances I've been given, it's, in the, it's been a remarkable life. It really has been. And you know what the best part is, and, and we can wrap it up, is do you talk about things that are unspoken. <laughs> we have done years of baseball insider segments you're our mlb insider we have talked baseball <laughs> on maybe 20 percent of the hits over the last three four years it's almost like a badge of honor when we leave another segment and we've not talked baseball at all with our baseball insider it's fantastic <laughs> yeah our boy cabby who is now a calgary resident he commented to me a month ago of course cabin i go way back to our days at ryerson and he was like oh they must have you as their baseball guy because they talk so much flames i'm like 
Yeah, yeah, I'm their baseball guy. Mm, not so much. <laughs> yeah. More of a life insider. Yeah, it's yeah. real good. Adnan, uh, you're not going to stop hearing from me. We just won't be doing hits every week. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stay in touch. You're one of my favorite people going. I'm so happy for the success you've had, and uh, thanks always. It, it, it does mean a lot when people are very busy and have so much other things that are better and more important on their plate, but they take 15, 20 minutes every week to, to do whatever it is that we do here, and I've always appreciated it. Most important thing, Boom, you just said, we're going to keep in touch. You do an outstanding job. You're a phenomenal human being. A great dad, a great friend, and seriously, man, I, I just hope I can repay you some way. So please keep in touch and let me know what I can do for you. And uh, one day we are going to get together. Hopefully not at a parade, but one day That's we right. will unite yeah. and we will, uh, well, we will set the world ablaze. Well, and I was I was ready to use you. I thought I'd get Disney passes, but you got gunned out of ESPN, and then I thought I'm going to go to Raw or WrestleMania, and then you got fired out of there. So I don't know what you can do for me now, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> just letting down people all over the place. Just, like, oh no. my god, I got my end. Broke it now. Fired yeah. again. Friggin' Virk. Springside passes. Yeah. SummerSlam. So much for that. Damn it. Hey, Adnan, be good, buddy. Good to talk to you. I love you, Boomer. Congrats, man. We'll Thank talk you, to you, sir. Our MLB Insider. Another great uh, MLB yeah. Insider segment. There you go with uh, with Adnan Virk. Uh, Sportsnet today is coming up just after the top of the hour. What uh, what have you? You you look at you. You're Look at me. You're jammed. Moving and shaking. Yeah, yeah it's really prefer to have guests in this hour upcoming here. But uh, we're going to have Simon Cosentino join me. Yeah, and yeah. Scott Wheeler. A little Memorial Cup, a little NHL draft. Kind of the same guy, but we're going to make a difference. Well, yeah, Sam Cosentino, he'll talk to you about it. He's like, Verk, he'll talk to you about whatever you want. And you Movies, know what? food, he'll, t- he'll do whatever. He was dynamite on the uh, NHL broadcast all year long, too. Yeah, I, that's I'm a, such a big fan. Utah, and, and while we're like the same vein mm. good people who are very talented but there's a lot of talented people who don't get utilized the way they should yeah and for a long time sam had all of the knowledge all of the heart and passion to cover junior to cover prospects to be part of that draft coverage but was never used and in the last few years you he's been undeniable you can't not have him and he's bar- because he's so good, he's barged his way into the broadcast, and he's used on the NHL network and all of that now. I- I'm happy for him. And another great guy. He's one of those guys that whenever he's on the screen, his mood is infectious. Like, he has a way to lift my mood. Watching him talk about a Senators and Devils game, just like the way that he has mannerisms and the way he interacts with the people on his show, it just is able to raise your mood and, and get you invested into things. So I, I'm just someone who can always listen to someone else speak with passion. Don't really care what the topic is, but if you're passionate about it, I can listen to it. And that just also happens to be a topic that I care greatly about. And the great thing you need to know about Sam is uh-huh. I've been I've been out uh, with him a few times. There's a bit of grime to him, too. He's, oh. If you ever get a chance to go out and have a couple of wobblies, uh, Sam Cosentino. He's a good wingman. He's a good guy. Good to know. I'm going to write that down. So tomorrow is Wednesday. We have Dave Dickinson. It is a Stampede bye week, but Dave will join us. Yeah. What else do we we got? uh, Colby Armstrong. We got Arm Dog. Arm Dog. Hello, little Arm Dog. Always love talking to Colby Armstrong. Here you go, boys. Here you go. Here you go. Arm Dog. I thought we maybe have something else. Either way, we'll we'll get through it. Um, Time for what you want to talk about. There it is. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Operate your locks with the touch of your phone. Upgrade to smart locks with Calgary Lock and Safe. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. 
Oh, I'm firing out a ton of, here we go, boys. Here we go, boys. That's the old uh, hockey lingo right there, getting these boys going. <laughs> There's some cool me. <laughs> he is so great. You know what? It, uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow. I don't need to get to my Colby Armstrong story. Here we go, boys. That's the old uh, hockey lingo right there. Get Have you ever seen the Larry Sanders show? That it, It's Gary Shandling, who essentially is Larry Sanders, who does a Letterman type of a show. Okay. And... It's so great. The mm. the late great Rip Torn is on there, and they, you feel like it's exactly like how one of those late night talk shows is, where the host gets preferential treatment, and hey, he's great. Oh, you great show, and oh yeah, and they pump him up, and behind the scenes, the writers hate him, and he's always trying to get in bed with somebody. It's really good. It's an HBO thing. The way it's shot, they use a different. They use like film. For the for the for the actual TV part and okay. the tape for the behind the scenes stuff, so it actually looks legitimately yeah, different. So, yeah, and you'll know what you're watching. Are you watching the supposed broadcast or mm-hmm. are you watching the the show? It's great. I love Jeffrey Tambor. Just really quickly seeing that he is in it quite a bit. So yeah, sign me up. HBO, so it's probably still up there too. Yeah, it's there, buddy. Larry Sanders show. All right, Larry Sanders. All right, bro. All right. I might actually listen. I'm actually listening to one of your recommendations this oh, okay. week. Oh, yeah, well, Just because I know, it's the yeah, last yeah, yeah. week, I, mean, I, I might just actually do it. Remember, and also, it's that part of the year where we got nothing to talk about. There is that, too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about uh, the, the Coors Light that are going to be brewed using the shavings from the championship ice of the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, yuck. Uh, remember when the Chicago Cubs released those championship hot dogs made with floor sweepings from their dugout in 2016? Oh, I did not know that. Oh, I bro. Not, I did not know that. Stop. That was going to be a thing. Oh, who bought those? Uh, Boom, can you please share a couple of moments collecting guitars? I'm a longtime listener, fan, fellow collector. First story, best story, uh, which one is your favorite? It's it, That's one of those things. Remember I told you that I bought something off of eBay just because I got on eBay and wanted to win a bid and that sort of thing? It was a cup, f- a plastic puck filled with water? Yeah, I'm an idiot. Oh, okay, right on. Good and for I, you. I just like stuff, the buying first... stuff, winning stuff, getting stuff. So guitars became and still kind of is one of those things. I, I'm not good at it at all, but I do love stuff. Stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, my first one would have been an electric guitar back when I was in high school, middle school, high school. It was a Samick electric guitar. I believe it was a HSS, which would be your humbucker in the bridge, and then a couple of single coils, so kind of stratty. It was a yeah, stratty thing. right on. All that means nothing to yeah, me. Yeah, and then I traded that for a acoustic because I did... You know, country was was big then. Got yeah. into a Clint, Clint Black and Garth Brooks. Don't they need all, to plug uh, it in. Uh, and then I got, I still have that one, Ashley, but it's a POS. Now that I've actually had other guitars that are nice, I don't know how I ever played that thing. The action is very high. It's mm. very hard to play. That's a big pile of shirt, hey? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. too bad. But it's been a lot of Telecasters. The and action, that's when you got to really push the it's strings It's how high the strings are off, off the, the uh, neck. The fretboard, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. right on. The yeah. fretboard's on the neck. Boom. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah. Um, Six strings compared to four for a bass. You yeah, Look at you. Not just a pretty face, boom. And you can get a seven string, but I don't know how you'd play that. Yeah, I have you a hard time a playing, bass too. playing six. Um, yeah, wouldn't you need an extra finger? Boom, I'm going to be asking for a good fellas for the rest of the week. We'll get some fellas in there. Um, 
Remember when Larry Sanders blamed Hank's stupidity on it must be the bo- the bourbon talking? Yeah, Hank Kingsley was the uh, the sidekick. He would okay. Be- hey now, he was the big uh, announcer voice. Oh, he was Jeffrey uh, Tambor. Uh, great. Oh, that's who Tambor plays. Yeah. Fantastic. And uh, Artie was Rip Torn, who was kind of the producer, the the head guy of the show. Okay. And one of my favorites is when I think it's Larry's having a house party, and. He's making salty dogs, which is a cocktail that he likes. And they're like, whatever you do, Artie's going to get drunk and start making. Don't have a salty dog. It's, it's like salted rim. And it's like, have a salty dog. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, that's uh, that's going to do it uh, for today. I see. Um, huh? Here till Thursday. Y- yesterday was a was was a crazy day. Uh, calls and texts and, and, and all of that. I'm very awkward and uncomfortable as I put on I, I I didn't even I didn't want to do any of it mm-hmm. um and against my better judgment I I said yeah okay we'll talk about it on Monday I'll let people know Monday that I'm done Thursday and had they not this is a HR and, and that with Rogers had they not kind of forced the issue I I, I wouldn't have said anything Maybe Thursday on the way out, I'd probably done that. Little hat tip, <clears throat> but it's you know, um, the show means things to people. Crazy messages, man. That I guess I'll get into. I'm gonna have to prepare for it because I will get emotional. I shouldn't even get into it now because I will. But um, I've read every message, and it's amazing. I just want to say thanks. To everybody who's, and I'm not looking for more messages, but to see that the show was maybe a distraction d- during some hard times, kind of take it for granted. I said to you this morning, we sit in here and for half the year, it's pitch black till about 830 in the morning. And you wonder, are, are you even talking to people? You forget that you're actually talking, that you're on a radio mm-hmm. and that there's words going out into the atmosphere and that people pick it up. You forget that what you're doing is being absorbed by other people. and if it was a distraction or if it helped you through a tough time, then I take more pride in that than anything. So that's awesome. Two more. That's what you want to talk about. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe, your morning, uh, your experts in uh, automatic door service repairs and replacements. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. Sportsnet today. Scott Wheeler, Sam Cosentino with Marty. Coming up. See you, buddies.